Good afternoon, universe. Sitting here at uh, 3.53? 52. Well, that clock is now 13 minutes fast, I guess. It's interesting that clocks either run slow or fast. Most of them run slow just because they're mechanical devices and they're more prone to failing in reverse than they are failing in advance. But digital clocks, uh-uh. Digital clocks have no mechanical internals. In fact, I don't know what draws the time uh, sequence for a digital clock. I wonder if it's just a constant running work program of some DOS origin that just counts zeros until it counts a one. And it takes the counting of 7,390,615,402 zeros before one second has elapsed, and then it counts a one. And then it counts them all over again. But in that counting, no matter how many zeros we decided to extend it, eventually the scientists would realize, and I use scientists loosely here, anybody with a functioning brain would realize something of infinite proportion, like time, when we try to bring it down to the exact minute needs of us humans... Well, there's some imprecision that's brought in. There just has to be. <clears throat> you can't finite something that's infinite without causing it disruptive characteristics at its fundamental nature. It isn't finite. It's infinite. Therefore, any finite approach is wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what makes this whole fucking human experience so goddamn fucking trippy. And I am missing my dog today, I'll admit it. I miss that my dog would eventually come nose me and say, Hey man, I think you've been sitting on the toilet too long. <laughs> At which point I'd say, Fuck yeah, you need a drink. Let me get up here and uh, flush four times for you. And you might want me to clean the toilet before you come in here and have that big drink. <clears throat> anyway, there was a... There was a capacity in her to break up my monotony. And today I have been, if anything, I'm not overthinking any situation at all. I'm over-emotional. And I will refrain from making a PMS joke, though I guess I just made one. But I will, um, you know, <laughs> since I'm there, and there's nothing men like better than talking about women's reproductive systems. But when... <sighs> When it, when it, when it was revealed to me that the female gender in groups tend to cycle up, I still find that one of the most fascinating things about the human condition. Now, maybe women actually know why that happens. Maybe there is a, maybe there is a benefit to the group to have everybody tripping down the same four-week cycle lane of getting pregnant so that pregnancies don't occur day after day after day after day so that we're inundated with newborns, but they tend to occur in clumps. So we have groups to watch. I don't know. Like, it, it is so intriguing to me that something as plain as the menstrual cycle tends to coincide with the alpha female's 
cycle of circumstance, well, of course the influence between us is just huge. The understated, unseen, unheard, unfelt, untouched, that sixth sense of energetic distribution we share among each other and thus both crescendo and diminish in mass with the amalgamation of whatever energies we're bringing. Yeah, it is happening to us all the time. I'm cycling up and down with all of the energies that I interact with and that randomly interject their way into my existence or by some program algorithm that is part of the whole simulation is forced into my circumstance. Who knows? But whatever I'm experiencing can't feel more real to the limited five senses I'm given to play with than what I've got. So all that mumbo-jumbo in the Saturday and Sunday morning congregations, to me, was just time wasted. Because, again, pursuing things you can't know just felt like a fool's errand. So, spiritual, would I have ever described myself as such until maybe my 30s? No. I would have considered it somewhat of a slur. Well, not a slur, but someone um, uh, misinterpreting uh, my commitment to evidence as fundamental and constantly primary in my assessment of any circumstance. You want to talk to me about a guy named God? Find him. Show me evidence he even exists. Just don't give me that, well, the earth is the evidence. Nope. The earth is the puzzle that we're all figuring out. You have decided to solve it by something called God. I will choose to dissolve it by other things, including I don't fucking know. Because to me, the biggest misconception you can have is that you know something you don't. And so I was never willing to say on faith... Okay, well, these guys, I mean, I don't know, there's 13 million of them, and they're pretty goddamn persuasive. And they all say that it's true. How could that not be right? And yet, in your head, in your heart, in your soul, you keep getting that lie reaction. You know it's not right. It may be onto something. It may have some shred of the truth woven into a big puddle of misunderstanding, but it's it's up to you to have enough faith in yourself to not need to know. Why do you need to know? Really, why do you need to know? And and I would struggle with that question. I would even, you know, get mad at myself. Yeah, why do you need to know, you fucking dumbass, you will never figure it out. And honestly, if anyone is undeserving of knowing, it's probably you. So maybe you're just caught in some trippy chase down things you cannot actually achieve nightmare and you don't even have the capacity to see that. Yeah. Thoughts that'll <laughs> really keep you awake at night.
But as much as I've always believed the primary goal of any thinking creature should be to not think at all during the situation they're experiencing. Because to me, that's, that's your removal from the actual physical event, is that your head gets involved. And as a golfer tennis player, when you are literally alone against all of the elements that you can conjure for yourself to be obstacles, <sighs> no wonder I'm so drawn to those two sports. They are my, they are my Achilles heel of overthinking things embodied in one moment after another moment after another moment of opportunity to manifest and fuck everything up. And really, life is essentially that process of existence over and over again, just in varying degrees of intensity. And having too emotional of a day as I miss my dog intensely and think about just the connections over time that have meant so much to me but that I've never had the staying power to maintain. Jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Well, I've done a lot of things. I've seen myself in circumstances from A to Z. I've reacted to things on the spectrum from, holy shit, man, am I a superhero? To, you know, if anybody sees that, if anybody knows about that, if you ever think that's okay again, the universe will speak to you. And we've all, we've all got the capacity to be anything. We've all got the tool set in this reality to be gods. I can literally choose right now to walk outside and the next person that randomly rocks, walks into me, I will murder and their life will be over. I live on a planet where a thought like that can exist. And because my paradigm includes a reality that is so potentially threatening that I can assess every variable out there as a degree of, what, snuffing me out? It's, it, it's the kind of stuff that on other planes of existence, on other planets in this reality... Those thoughts don't exist. They're just unavailable. Because nobody is, as a group, there's no concept of murder. Nobody would snuff the life out of another. It doesn't happen. People fall off cliffs, stupidly. So people die, but, you know, walk without, in, without secure footing and... Feel what insecure footing can do to your life. So you're, you're just in a different state of existence. You can't fear those people around you who do nothing but help you. 
You can't not be included in a community that is so inclusive from the get-go. You're, you're born into a circumstance that's different than this. That's all I'm saying. And not that I'm going to walk out and murder somebody. Obviously, I'm not. But the obviously I'm not part isn't obvious to everybody. Some people, either through true trauma or through the conditioning and brainwashing that we're all inundated with regularly, can come to believe that that is what the world is. That humanity is a threatening entity of management and defense against oncoming attempts to snuff out one's existence. And there can become realities that embrace these energies so much that they turn into that actual situation. Or manipulated by forces so malevolent in their intent that they create that situation. So do not think I can't be empathetic to those who truly face that situation. It is a reality here on earth. I'm only insinuating it isn't a reality of universal proportion. It's a created reality of universal existence on planet earth. But having no skin in that game and knowing I will never play it, it becomes somewhat dismissive. I don't now know that that's ever been fair. Because that's the reality that doesn't really exist that we've created. The one where we have fear of each other. In a circumstance in which we have nothing but love, empathy, and sympathy for anything including slipping off rocks and falling to one's death. While, yes, we all think that's stupid, we certainly have empathy for anybody who loves somebody who experiences that and is left behind. We know, we know tragedy is real. But we can't be afraid that we'll experience tragedy if we go out and fix what's wrong. Otherwise, we allow what's wrong to persist, and that is worse than tragedy. Tragedy is part of the game. But this fear of each other, distrust of each other, this ability to use one's own ego to dismiss another, I don't know. I know Earth's a hard, hard place to be. And those of you who are trapped here, you're hardened like wolves. Your souls are, well, they're, they're not very forgiving. You know that. Whoa! I forgive myself for dropping that, but had it been hot, it would be burning the carpet, so stop it. Put that in a smarter place. Um, so I don't really forgive myself for that one, because that's a fucking moronic move. I am so lucky not to have burned my house down. Fuck. Seriously. Thank you simulation for not putting me through that scene of inevitability where my ashy existence of my past has to be explained to the authorities on the road while blue and red lights are blinking all over the fucking landscape 
That doesn't sound like a good day. And one I certainly could be a party to. So, thank you, universe. I will continue to do my best to realize that I don't want to have that day if you continue to only drop my torch when it's not lit. Okay. Having made some pledges with the universe, most of them about my stupidity and physical action, doesn't mean I don't have to do my best to live up to them. I don't know how now have an agreement with the universe that I won't burn my house down. If anything, all of this discussion and thought energy put toward burning my house down just made it probably 55 times more likely. But whatever. I'm a risky dude. What I won't, though, risk anymore is feeling that somehow this detachment that I was hmm, drowning in, the malaise of, fuck you guys, the whole world's fucked up, so I don't give a shit. Let it burn. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not good enough. That's just, in fact, if anything, that is lazy-ass, stupid John manifesting cookie dough behavior that is about to spoil into a moldy, gross bowl of, well, I guess we could call it a science experiment because we can't call it food. If that guy ever shows up again, well, don't put him in the fridge because that'll only make it worse. Knock him into the fucking world, make him go do some shit. As soon as you engage with yourself in this reality, all that self-pity stuff, it goes away. The one thing I will say about trying to emerge in the realm of open mic comedy night stand-up comedians is you just have to keep doing stuff. Just have faith that sooner or later the stuff you do will resonate with you. It really doesn't matter what the community is throwing back at you. You're only going to be able to react to that. And if the reason you're on stage is to get a reaction, well, then that better have something for you in it as well. <clears throat> and there are people who are up there just to do that. Maybe it's to reinforce a worldview. Maybe it's to jar a certain perspective loose. I don't know. But I do know why I go up there is to tell people that I fucked up when I dismissed the importance of a real connection that the universe offers for you to make, that you say, eh, it's not worth it. Yes, it is. The real connections are always worth it. And maybe I'm thinking too much about my dog today, but do you know what a real connection is? The kind of connection that you just can't stop thinking about. And it's not like I miss the fact that I don't have companionship. I miss Phoebe. I miss the buoyant energy of a dog who never once had a bad moment. It was a great influence. And yeah, that's selfish to think of her influence in my life. But that's what energy exchange is. I guarantee you, when I run into Phoebe on the other side, the first thing she's going to do is bounce right up on me. Because that's our favorite exchange of energy. So, if every human out there is just another exchange of energy waiting to happen, then it's time to bounce up on people just consistently with the same framework so you always are the person that you're supposed to be. I'm supposed to be kind, I'm supposed to be understanding, and I'm supposed to be forgiving. 
So how much room for that is there on the stand-up comedian stage? I don't know. I don't know if there's enough. I've got some ideas that I'm going to try out here. I've got some things that at least I think speak to camaraderie, speak to our better selves, speak to improving your life by improving you. But those touch sort of deeper elements of what's going wrong. And though encouraging and certainly empowering, I'm not necessarily filled with giggles when I touch on these subjects. So, I don't know. I don't know if the stand-up comedian thing was the right pick. It's never overwhelmed me with, this is where I'm supposed to be when I'm on stage. The community itself overwhelms me with, this is what it feels like to be long somewhere that you know you should be. So, it could just be that my stage fright is still too much. How many times have I been on stage and not even said one of the jokes that I went up there to say? Most of the time is the answer, by the way. So, obviously, getting through that leaves me at least a goal of, of repeatability. And that's a pretty basic goal. So, I don't know if I'll even know the answer to this question by the end of August, but I will by the end of September. Because at that point, if my stage fright is still consuming me in a way that I can't say what I mean to say when I go on stage then either I've got to admit I'm channeling the Galactic Federation or I'm in the wrong medium. So, let's hope it's channeling the Galactic Federation. I mean, seriously, that would be fucking cool. Ah, swore at the end. I can't swear at the end.